welcome to the Well and Wealthy podcast with your host, Alicia McPherson. disruptors that are causing inflammatory weight gain. So with weight gain, I kind of refer to it as one of the three. We've got inflammatory weight gain. So this is this puffy inflamed weight gain, typically from a lot of inflammation in the body. This is actually the the weight that is the easiest to fall off. So we'll have clients lose like 20 pounds so fast, like in a matter of six weeks, because it's just inflammation and it's flying off of their body. Now, the other one is the other two types. Hormonal weight gain is a little bit harder. It's when we've got a lot of hormonal influences happening. So this can take often 12 weeks to to get the body in alignment. And the goal here is we want to regulate and calm the fat storing hormones. And then we want to activate the fat burning hormones. And then we have metabolic weight gain. So typically from a thyroid issue, years of under eating, years of dieting, kind of in that deprivation state where the body's in fight or flight mode, right? It says, I'm not safe. I'm not okay. I'm going to hold on to everything because I feel in danger. So typically our clients will have a prominent, like a that's not the right word. I don't even think that is a word. They'll have a dominant weight gaining type, right? They're they're probably either inflammatory, metabolic, or hormonal, but it it is also common that they'll have a a subtype or a mix of the three. So it might be mostly inflammatory based, and then they'll still have maybe some hormonal issues and metabolic issues as well. But inflammatory based weight loss, the person looks very puffy. They look very inflamed. The fat distribution is often consistent around their entire body, right? It's not often just holding in one place. We'll see some of our clients who are typically very lean, but they're holding what it looks like 20 pounds just in their stomach or into their, into their hips. So inflammatory weight gain tends to be quite, quite puffy. And there's often other signs and symptoms of inflammation, whether it's chronic pain, back pain, knee pain, maybe they have skin breakouts as well. Lots of brain fog, like lots of exhaustion or energy slumps throughout the day. So we want, I want to talk today about, um, the disruptors that are actually causing inflammatory weight gain, because when we can relieve these, we actually can get massive success very quickly. So meta-inflammation is this low-grade inflammatory state, and it's caused by alterations in our metabolism. So when we're exposed to inflammatory products, inflammatory disruptors, we create this shift in our metabolic memory and it shifts towards inflammation and weight gain. So essentially the body feels like this hot inflamed mess, right? It's like a fire in in your body. So who are the main culprits here? Um, Of course, we've got food, like inflammatory food. So this, we're going to go a little bit deeper than just food, but that's probably the the biggest one is you're eating a lot of inflammatory foods and this could be junk foods and, you know, processed foods, but it also might be foods that are inflammatory to your body, which might not be inflammatory to anyone else's body. So our body, how I like to explain this is the food has a certain language, right? It's made up of different macros, uh, different nutrients, different products. And so that food comes into your body and the cell 
meets it and there's a conversation that happens. And sometimes the conversation is super cool and chill and the cell welcomes the food into the body. But then sometimes the body, the cell is like, I hate you. And the food is like, I hate you too. And a massive fight breaks out. Right. So (laughs) the, the cell doesn't necessarily love that food. It doesn't want that food. And so that's when inflammation happens. So for example, you might be very intolerant to eggs, which eggs are an incredibly, um, nutrient filled food. They're a good source of protein, good source of anti-inflammatory fats. They've got so much nutrients in them, but some people are very intolerant to eggs or just egg whites or egg yolks. I don't do well with raw almonds. I get very nauseous with them. So you, you want to remember that bio-individuality is a real thing and your body might not respond the same way than other people. So that is a main culprit. But then we also have endocrine disruptors. So this is plastics and personal care items that actually affect our body's hormonal state. So this could be fragrances that you have, like, please get as much as you can get rid of perfumes, get rid that are not natural based, get rid of those air fragrances Febreze. We used to use a lot of Febreze growing up and, um, like car fresheners, things like this, like get rid of them, throw them out. They're so toxic. They shouldn't, they shouldn't be illegal. Those things are awful. Um, plastics you, you want to try to eliminate. So endocrine disruptors go into the body and, and they do cause complete chaos. So if you can slowly, and I know this can be very overwhelming. So you pick one thing at a time and replace it. Once you're comfortable with that, you, you move along and try to clean up as much as you can. So the second thing being fragrances, right? And those are also endocrine disruptors, but they sneak into everything. So these synthetic chemicals act like endocrine disruptors. They affect our metabolism. So if you can choose fragrance free for everything, (laughs) that would be so great. Like even certain candles, if it's just a fragrance candle and it's not essential oil based, they will, they will affect you. The next thing that can create a lot of inflammation in the body is stress, okay? It causes complete hormonal chaos, elevating blood sugar, leading to other hormonal imbalances. It depletes certain nutrients, and then it also promotes an inflammatory response. So it's a little bit like this vicious cycle where if you're chronically stressed, the stress is going to pull in its best friend insulin. That's going to create blood sugar imbalances. It's then going to take away all these key nutrients that keep us calm, that keep us in that anti-inflammatory state. And then it's going to spike inflammation. And then the inflammation goes and spikes more stress. So we create this vicious cycle. Next, we've got our gut microbiome. So this plays a huge role in just our overall health. Now, the goal for our gut is you want to have a very diverse microbiome, meaning lots of fun people are living in your gut, having a good time. Diverse families, like lots of different people. You don't want one person in there ruling the land. You want to have a nice, diverse microbiome. But what happens is when we're stressed, when we are eating a lot of inflammatory foods, when we're exposing ourselves to inflammatory products, we get an imbalance in the beneficial and harmful bacteria. We call this gut dysbiosis. And this influences metabolism too. So there's certain microbial strains that increase the energy that's extracted from food. And this can lead to weight gain, right? So um, 
On the other hand, let's say a healthy uh, microbiome can promote an efficient metabolism, energy levels, and fat storage. So you could have two people that eat the exact same calories. And let's say you have person A, Becky, who has a terrible microbiome. She's got a lot of gut dysbiosis and she eats an apple. The, the, the microbiome that's in her gut might pull out more calories than normal and shoot up her caloric intake level. Where let's say you have Megan who has a super diverse and optimized microbiome. She eats the apple. She pulls out the normal amount of calories from the apple. The apple, the calories from the apple get turned into energy and she burns the energy off. So it just shows you that it's not just about calories in, calories out. There's so many things that influence our body's ability to absorb and utilize the calories, such as our gut microbiome. And if you have gut dysbiosis, this causes that inflammation throughout the rest of your body because so much, so many hormones, so much nutrients is being taken care of in the gut, like hormones are getting produced, nutrients is being grabbed and and used for the rest of the body. So if our gut has this dysbiosis happening, it's going to infect everything else and create inflammation in the body. And then we also have nutrient deficiencies, like certain vitamin deficiencies. So B vitamins, um, vitamin D plays a huge role in the metabolic process. So when we have this deficiency, we see a lot of inflammatory issues. You might see painful periods for women, irregular cycles, especially with um, deficiency in B vitamins, even going on the pill can induce an inflammatory response in the body because it takes away some of the key players that help our body with with an anti-inflammatory approach. A lot of our world is vitamin D deficient. This could be due to um, genetic issues. It could be due to not enough sunlight. It could also be due to the gut and the gut not being able to properly absorb vitamin D. But vitamin D has a huge anti-inflammatory property and vitamin B plays a huge role in energy metabolism. So when these are affected, the body's not going to get the fuel and the nutrients it needs to put out the inflammation. So the inflammation turns into a hot, a hot mess, a wildfire essentially. So these are some things we want to look at if we're, we're experiencing this inflammatory weight gain. All right. Thank you so much for being here. Nice, short and sweet today. And I'll see you in the next episode.